All right, you're still listening to the Saturday Morning Show on Inspiration 92.3, your number one family radio. It's time for the Rethinking Lagos show. Uh, this morning, we're going to be talking about the NSARS movement and the way forward. We know for the past two weeks in uh, uh, in Lagos and different parts of Nigeria and also different parts of the world, protesting has been going on. We've seen in Canada, we've seen in the United States, we've seen in uh, in London as well, in different parts of the world. Now, we can't obviously get into this conversation before I introduce my guest without talking about what exactly triggered the protest. Now, we know that what happened or what we have seen or what we saw for the past two weeks is uh, pent-up anger over the years of, you know, what people have suffered in the hands of, uh, you know, the police. Now, but what broke the camel's back was the video that, you know, went viral on social media of police officers uh, in the town of Ugeli Delta State struggling with a young man. We all remember the video uh, beside his, um, you know, SUV car. They were shooting at him and they drove off in his car. Some people actually tried to, you know, go after them. But, um, you know, they went on a hot chase by other motorists. Uh, but the Delta State Police Command denied that the police officers in question were SARS officers, and that the victim that was that the victim was not shot or killed. Uh, this did not stop the incident from triggering the largest protest in that Nigeria has seen in decades. Uh, thousands and thousands of people trooped to the streets to protest end uh, SARS and end police brutality, and uh, this sped on to you know different parts of the world. You see a lot of people gathering, even in South Africa. Uh, you know, Nigerians gathered together to protest this. Uh, we talk, we've seen, you know, and uh, on the 20th of October, on the 20th of October, tagged Black Tuesday now, what went down at the, you know, Lagos, uh, the toll gate. Uh, the Lagos State Governor imposed the 24-hour curfew. And uh, today, the curfew has been eased. And uh, from 8 a.m. to 8 uh, to 6 p.m., people are allowed to move around. Now, our conversation this morning uh, is going to be about the way forward. What is next? And to join me in the conversation this morning, uh, we have Mr. Benga Komolafe, who is the Secretary General, Federation uh, of Informal Workers of Nigeria. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to have you join us via the telephone. My pleasure. Thank yeah. you. Yes, sir. So we're talking about the way forward. We've seen all that has played out throughout, uh, you know, the past week and what the situation from the president's speech, among other things. What is the way forward now? Yeah, the way forward now is for government to uh, seize the initiative to address the issues raised by Nigerian youth. Mm. Um, before the, the last protest started around October 5, uh, we've had sporadic protests all over the country throughout the whole of September. Uh, we have protests around the removal of uh, so-called oil subsidy, petroleum, I mean, sorry, electricity, tariff hike, and uh, increasing suffering and general uh, crisis of governance yes uh, um, so uh, which culminated in october one mm. at, uh, the october one celebration was virtually cancelled yes counts of agitations by different groups demanding accountability uh, and uh, so that's that actually uh, foregrounded the 
events that happen on all of us uh, by Nigerian youth that troop out in their hundreds of thousands uh, to say enough of violence. For me, there are two levels of violence. Mm. Uh, the youth pick up on the one that is more obvious, the violence of the, of the Nigerian uh, police, yes. the special unit called that. Mm. Uh, it's instructive uh, to also note the fact that SAS actually is a unit directly under the Inspector General of Police. Uh, nobody gets recruited into SAS without the IGP. Um, and this SAS has been fingered in all manner of atrocious uh, uh, behavior. Yeah. From, um, ranging from extortion. Mm-hmm. To profiling of young people, mm-hmm. uh, 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 to illegal arrests, yes. to wanting killings, mm. especially of young people that they feel are not cooperating with their demands for extortion. Mm. Uh, and uh, entire families have been, we have, we have records, testimonies came out yeah. of entire families being wiped out by these uh, murderous units. Uh, organizations like Amnesty International that have uh, received complaints over times and worked over these issues also came out with facts and statistics yeah. of the atrocious record of flagrant human rights violations by this unit. Mm. The youth chose that as an entry point into addressing the issue of violence. Uh, but as the protest built up, and the movement gathered steam. It also realized that there are other levels of violence. Nigerian youth have also been subject to other levels of violence that has manifested in widespread joblessness and massive unemployment yes. of young people. Mm. Uh, there is also what we call the structural violence mm. of the state complete neglect of social services, especially education and healthcare. Yes. Uh, it will be remembered that HASU and other academic unions have been on incessant strikes on account of the dilapidated nature of the education, education system. Education. Yes. yes. Of especially of public education system. Mm. Uh, that is an unquantifiable level of violence against young people that attend these schools, that have to attend lecture halls in their hundreds. Where you should have maybe 40, 50, you have 300, 400, sitting on floors, sitting on windows to attend lectures. We, we know of secondary schools, mm. 120, 140, 300 kids in a class. Sometimes we know of schools without roofing. We know of schools without toilets. You, you know? Mm. And in, we were expecting that uh, given the threat of COVID-19, they will even address to some of these lapses before they will reopen schools. Nothing happened. And we have also seen the violence of the mass hunger they inflicted on people yeah. in the lockdown. And the fact that people literally died of hunger, whereas there are hundreds of thousands of tons of food. Locked up in a warehouse in different parts of the country. Yes, specifically, you know, uh, uh, assigned to be distributed to help us, uh, you know, palliate the effects of, of the, the lockdown. 
COVID-19 containment measure, which included lockdown. Yes. None of this uh, was dis- distributed. Thanks to the youth protest, mm. the warehouses are now being exposed. Mm. And we can, some of the food are already even going back. That is a level of violence that I do not know what adjectives to use to describe. So I need to ask you, I need to ask you this question, sir. Yes. Uh, so this is, we have seen, um, you know, some leaders in, you know, call uh, this generation of youths the phone pressing generation, they only protest on social media until they decided to take it to the streets. And this is you know, the first time in a long time that you're seeing the youths coming together as one to fight for uh, you know, one common cause. Now, would you say that this is an indication of a new political era uh, of young people as they found their voice and the courage to actually demand a governance? I agree. I think I agree with that opinion. I think the young people have found their fo- voice. Mm. Uh, they are going beyond the virtual to the real. Mm. Um, talking of violence, we also witness deliberate sponsored violence by state sponsored talks against mm. the young people peacefully protesting. One other thing we should also note, even in this uh, protest, yeah. is the sense of responsibility with which uh, these young people have conducted themselves. Themselves, exactly. Yeah, they raise funds, they distribute food. The coordination and the organization of the entire protest. Clean up, they clean up the environment of the protest. Yes. They didn't allow it to be littered. Mm-hmm. They conducted with them with utmost sense of responsibility mm. and decorum. And yet, the state found it necessary to invade these people with talks, beat them up in a futile attempt to break their spirit and unity. But they, they continue to stick together until they actually decide to uh, go for broke, declare the curfew, move out the soldiers to uh, inflict uh, the, 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 the bloodshed that uh, we all witnessed. Uh, not only in Lekki, but also in Alausa and several other uh, places, mm. uh, young people gathered to protest uh, last Tuesday and subsequently. And we have also seen how their coffee has actually enabled their weaponized talks. I call them weaponized talks because <laughs> these are talks that have been weaponized over time to extort money, you know. From people. On a daily basis. Mm. These Agberuan talks, every day they extort money from Lagosians to the tune of billions. They extort money from market women. They extort, they go to mechanics and disrupt their work. They seize organizers' uh, equipment and to extort they do this on a daily basis some people have actually taken the trouble to assess the level of extortion by these talks on a daily basis and the state has given has continually given them protection and cover to perpetrate their wickedness and illegality these same people were enabled by the curfew to now begin to move from one place to the other to extort money and also to inflict violence on the rest of society so, uh, moving forward. As we go back to some sort of normalcy, as the lockdown, as the, as the curfew has sort of been eased today, what do you think the next step for the youth should be? 
Yeah, the next step will be for the youth to, uh, as much as possible, come together and give greater articulation to their demands. What has come out into the open account of the mass movement and the massive uprising we have had mm. in, the, in the last few weeks is the young fast. There is a social economic environment that allows for SARS. The a, a, a system that allows for the massive hoarding of food in the face of mass hunger that mm. we have in the land, yeah. In the land is beyond just crafting SARS. One thing one, one thing interesting happened. Uh by the by the second week of the protest, yes. Some people are coming out also say, look, it's not only SARS, even SARS force. That's, it grew. Know. It grew bigger as you know days went by. From NSARS, it, it, it felt like NSARS was just the umbrella of you know the amount of problems that you know people were tripping out to fight for and yeah. speak up for. Yeah. So it was then look, task forces. They don't. They they clamp up in jail. They take us to kiri kiri. So it's not only SARS. So SARS arrest you. You uh, reach it. But uh, task force come after you. We poor that uh, try to do our legitimate work uh, on the streets and so on. So people started to and people started to also say, look, it's not just about SARS, it's also about governance. How can your senator be uh, taking home sixty five million or whatever every month in a country that they say they can't even pay thirty thousand naira minimum wage mm. and so on and so forth. So going forward we have to deepen the programs that are in push forward. We have to deepen demand well articulated and we have to insist on implementation of these demands uh, and you know uh, continue to be vigilant uh, we must not allow our unity to be broken yes we must not succumb to intimidation and threats mm -hmm. we are we are, we are hearing stories that the soldiers will be the security people will be moving around you know, from room house to house to, to pick up uh, protest leaders and whatever. But we, we allegedly, not, yes. We will not accept that intimidation. Yeah. And we are also appealing that for all those who suffered from the atrocious violence of the state, who lost relatives and friends, they should feel bold enough to come out with the details of the people that were killed or injured their names and even pictures, we must humanize it. We must give faces to the figures that are flying around. Yes. We must, that indeed people are killed, these are their names, these are their faces, these are not phantoms. Those are some of the immediate challenges we must address. Yes. Finally bury the lives that are flying around, that there was uh, no violence in Lekki and other places. Come out with evidence to prove them wrong with concrete evidence we must come out boldly i'm aware of human rights lawyers that have come out on at different levels have volunteered their service pro bono we must we we we, we, we should take on with that to come out with these facts and so that we can pull the government into the defensive so they will have to defend why they have to do what they did we have to appeal to even international bodies and organizations to also have a to, to, to look at possible sanctions against individuals uh, in government 
that are directly responsible for this level of unprecedented violence on peaceful protests that we have had. Um, so uh, uh, we must, yes. Uh, 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 we must maintain our unity. Yes. And we should not allow ourselves to be intimidated. Just before we go, because we're almost out of time, but I would like to ask you, uh, do you think we would, this, this is the beginning uh, you know, of us seeing youths get, getting more involved in politics and stepping up to leadership position? Uh, do you think that movement have, uh, this NSAS movement will bring about that, seeing more youths getting involved in politics and getting involved in, you know, the affairs of the country? Yeah, thank, uh, yeah. Uh, the the, politi the the politicians in government have actually helped the youth. They have actually pushed the youth um, to get more involved. Yes, yeah, to arrive at that inevitable conclusion that to fix these problems, we got to get involved. Young people must get involved. Young, where they have their, they have the advantage of number. This is a, a very useful country. Mm. Uh, um, but when a percentage of Nigerian populations are young people, mm. that must um, be taken advantage of uh, so that um, they come together, they band together, they engage in untiring political education of yes. their uh, because it took a high level of education and discipline to do what they did yes you know uh so they should carry that forward and that should manifest very soon in the political arena mm. so that at least programmatically nigerian youth can also begin to exert their weight and number yeah influence decisions and policies in their own interest mm. all right Thank you so much for your time this morning. We're, oh, we're completely out of time. Our guest this morning has been Mr. Benga uh, Komolafe, who is the Secretary General of uh, Federation of Informal Workers of Nigeria. It's been a pleasure, sir. Thank you very much. All right. Have a great weekend. Uh, you too. All right. And that's it this morning uh, on the show. We're thinking Lagos.